Celebrating five years on YouTube as your live and interactive Sharks postgame, this is Teal Town After Dark. Good evening, everyone. It is March 11th, 2020. The San Jose Sharks lose for the first time this season to the Chicago Blackhawks 6-2. Welcome to Teal Town After Dark. This is your live and interactive Sharks postgame, and uh, we'll be taking all your comments and thoughts throughout this one. So if you want to be part of the show, by all means, here's how you do it, folks. Join us in the chat on the page or the app that you're seeing us on right now. You can follow us on the social, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, SoundCloud, and Reddit. And, of course, for more Sharks content, tealtownusa.com. We will get to all kinds of info on uh, a very interesting night in the world of sports. Uh, I am joined by Ian Reed. Hello, everybody. And, of course, we are joined by our special guest, Shalena Goldman. Shalena, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me back. With a better connection. I like it already. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's a lot to talk about. Um, we will we'll go over this game really quick because there are some interesting points that, that came about on this night of professional men's ice hockey on a hump day. Uh Sharks beginning a, a road trip that'll, what, three games in four nights. Uh, they first stop in Chicago, and uh, I, I thought they came out really solid, Ian. I thought they, they were getting chances ablaze, and, uh, and Chicago was letting them walk right in on some chances as well. Yeah, I thought Chicago kind of got off the, to a slow start, but once they got their feet under them, it, the game shifted very, very quickly, very, very drastically the other way. Um, no, I agree. I thought the Sharks did come out uh, guns blazing in in the first, at least in the first half of the game, first half of the first period, at least. Um, you know, they had some, they had definitely had their opportunities. Chicago had theirs as well, but I think really once the second hit, Chicago really took over the game from there and didn't really let it go. I thought that even though the Sharks came out much better in the uh, first period, I thought they still looked a little loose, and I kind of wanted them to shut the door on Chicago a lot earlier. The Blackhawks were coming in after getting shut out by the Blues at home. They've also had kind of a wonky season, and when you have that early start where you're not seeing Jonathan Taves do much, you're not seeing Patrick Kane do much, that was really the time for the Sharks to really buckle down and do better defensively, and it really came undone in that second period, even though yeah. they kind of even though they kind of got back to the basics in that third it was almost too late at that point and every, just about every facet of chicago's game started to, to click at that point yeah. uh although it didn't start out too well they would take two penalties within uh 20 uh, within 15 seconds of each other le led to evander king getting his 26 of the season on the power play to make it one nothing Shalina, what did, what did you like from it? I, I thought I saw a little bit more cohesiveness uh, from the uh, man advantage unit tonight. Yeah, that was actually probably the best that the whole team looked the entire night. Um, I did like that was yeah. probably one of the stronger even you know even power plays that I've seen from them in a you know in a little while. If they're able to channel that going forward, 
um, I think they would be in much better shape. You don't typically see that type of cohesiveness from their power play unit. And I really liked that. And Ian, you know, unfortunately, penalties would get in the way in the second period. You know, Sugumela would take a hooking call um, uh, to make it. And then Chicago, of course, made it 2-1 uh, on the Keith goal. I, I thought... I, I thought uh, the PK could have been a little bit better, but they've been playing so well. They're still number one in the league. Yeah, uh, Chicago really did a good job of finding the passing lanes in this game. Because I thought there was, like, especially in their first couple of goals, I thought, you know, they really, um, they made just some really, really nice passes. And it, you know, uh, Dell would had to work to make a save. And unfortunately, in, in a, obviously in a couple of instances, there was, there was no save to be had, but um, yeah, I mean, the way that they were, the Sharks need really need to do a better job of shutting down those those passing lanes because uh, some of those passing lanes were just ridiculous that Chicago found, especially on that Keith goal, I think. Yeah, and the Keith goal made it 2-1. I thought they had a little bit of momentum back, but then almost a little controversial call because we've seen this through the years, the infamous Burnsy butt check. Burnsy takes a chance, which I probably haven't seen him take one in quite some time. He gets called for roughing. He doesn't like the call. Of course, Chicago comes back on the pursuing power play. Patrick King scores to make it 2-2. All of a sudden, all the momentum is coming on. Burnsy is just hot right now, Shalina, about the call and everything. And is it is it justified? Um, I actually think it was. We actually don't see Burns get that heated very often. He was talking to the officials even once the period was over. He still wasn't very happy about that. And I and I tend to agree with that. Um, that's the type of defensive play that that's just kind of one of his signature moves yep. that he's done throughout the years. Um, and I, you know, I even went back and looked at it just to double check. It's like, did I miss something on there? But no, I thought that was a completely justified move. I thought that was an absolutely brutal call. And it unfortunately put the Sharks back on the balls. Yeah, I thought maybe they, like, before without looking, before I looked back on it, I thought maybe, like, the commentary team said, you know, maybe the elbow might have gotten high. and But I, I didn't see that either. So, yeah, I didn't really like the call. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I was really hot about it. And, of course, the, the change of momentum completely swapped right over to to the Sharks or to the Blackhawks on this one uh, gave them, you know, it gave them, gave them a chance to get back into this. And I just was not having a, a, a great time with it. Of course, what happens next, Chicago completely takes advantage of, like you said, on their heels, uh, sod gets one in, sneaks in, makes it three, uh, three one you know and just is like that's that was deflating right there that was it i mean to me that penalty changed the momentum of this game mm -hmm. when we were watching the broadcast earlier and dell had that awesome save on dylan strom i was like ooh, that could be something that shuts the Blackhawks down that could have been a huge momentum shift in favor of the Sharks but then you go forward and you have this penalty and it completely went the other way 
And like Ian mentioned before, the Sharks were letting the Blackhawks really skate on in and take their chances. And they really, I don't want to completely say that they left Bell out to drive, but um, he wasn't getting a whole lot of help. And you had a bunch of players on the opposite side of the ice and they shouldn't be. And yeah, that, that, that penalty really did unravel them. Yeah. So they go in the down three, one after two periods. And then of course a minute 31 in, you know, the other Nylander, I guess we can call him, Alex Nylander, at a minute 31, bangs one hand off of, from Strom. Uh, that, I think, was the nail in the coffin. 4-1 Hawks there. Timo Meyer gets his 26th at 6, or excuse me, 22nd at uh, 6.39. Uh, Ian, I, li- I liked him just digging for the puck in, uh, on this one. Yeah, I mean, was a guy who needs to be a, a force around the net um if he's gonna have success that's how he's gonna do it so um yeah he was you know um he dug in there and, and he he got rewarded for it i won't lie though at this point in the game my social media feed was far more interesting than the game <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> absolutely we're, we're, we're getting to that shortly people so hang on uh just a bit here as we finish this up you know and, and of course you know kane gets his second of the game from Cuckoo, and it uh, wasn't for Cocoa Puffs, along with Nylander to make it uh, 5-2. And then Kubalik gets his 30th on just a laser of a shot um, to make it 6-2 the final, you know. Uh, yeah, that last goal, I think you saw um, you saw the, the age of the Sharks really come through there, like the line that was on the ice. Gregor didn't really play that the way you'd want to see a guy play that in front of the, like just the way he positioned himself in front of the net. And um, unfortunately when you have young guys in the lineup, like that was a real epitome of just showing like the inexperience of some of the guys on the ice on that sixth goal. I thought the difference between Gregor and and Kubelik just in general was really on display right there. Kubelik is one of kind of the bright spots for the Blackhawks season because their season hasn't been too great. And the thing is, earlier in this game, we talked about the jump the Sharks had early. I liked Gregor's jump. He looked good mm-hmm. early. But, yeah, on that last sequence, that was where it really showed that he still has some work to do. Because I think he could potentially be a really good weapon for the Sharks. But that, that youth kind of came out in not such a positive way. Yeah. You will have those growing pains, unfortunately, on a young team that's maybe not quite ready to come up to the big leagues. But they're here now. And... And they're getting their share of uh, of a cup of coffee uh, in the in the NHL, and why not? I mean, at this point, um, Aaron Dell, you know, thirty nine saves on forty five shots. So I would say normally uh, thirty nine save performance. Um, <laughs> we <laughs> we we would be uh, ecstatic for that, but unfortunately, six goals found the back of the net. Selena, what did you take from uh, Dell tonight? Kind of the same thing I've seen from his last couple of um, last couple of starts. When he was first getting, when uh, Bob Bugner first took over as bench boss and was first giving him more starts, seeing a lot of positive growth from Dell. But the last couple, you just can't be letting three plus goals in a night. Um, I know the team in front of him didn't play great. I know he wasn't getting a whole lot of help. I know that the Blackhawks were, you know you know brought out some really good stuff well, and you know in the latter half of the game. But you just can't be letting in three plus goals every night. Yeah, I, I have to agree. Like, there's a couple of goals where you're kind of like, really? Um, and, and unfortunately, that's been a trend in a lot of his last starts. You know, Jones has really 
Joe, it's no, it's no fluke that Jones has kind of taken over the net again uh, with his play. Um, you know, uh, unfortunately, and that's and that's the conundrum the Sharks find themselves in because now you're kind, you're seeing, you know, Aaron Dell kind of come back down to earth a little bit. You're seeing some positive stuff from Jones, um, but I mean, going this summer is going to be fascinating from a goaltending perspective for this team. Absolutely. Yeah, it's going to be um, like we've we've mentioned many times before, everyone. You know, at this rate, you cannot come back with the same tandem. Oh, no. Um, I, I mean, it'd be, I'd be absolutely shocked. Uh, I mean, Cornash got named goalie of the week. I will then... write lots of words. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, Ian, I think we will have plenty of time for those words. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Um, so final totals throughout the night, because, you know, it's interesting to see what what came out. I mean, the Blackhawks put up 45 shots on goal in this game to the San Jose's 36. It was a shooting gallery out there. 80 it was. shots on goal. Both teams had success on the power play. Uh, one for three for the Sharks. Uh, Chicago went two for three in this one. Um, the stat wise, Shalane, did anything pop out at you at the most? I don't know if I'd say anything the most. Um, I think the fact that the Blackhawks went two for three on the power play, their special teams hasn't been very good this season. And the Sharks penalty kill might still be best in the league, but I really think that they needed to shut Chicago's power play down tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Special teams was definitely a difference. Yeah. And uh, it, it did cost them a, a little bit in the long run. I mean, two. when's the last time we've seen like two power play goals? So, you know, it's uh, or allow two power play goals. Hey, for that matter, <laughs> when did they score two power play goals? Um, but, you know, it, it is what it is, folks. I mean, Chicago's trying desperately to get back into the playoff race. The Sharks kind of turning up, you know, and finishing off off the year here. So uh, let's get to the chat. Uh, I know there's some com comments about the game before we uh, we get talking about the coronavirus here but uh you know uh first off steve cropper uh, you know saying personally i put this game on doc uh dude is a total jinx now now come on that's only when we play pittsburgh <laughs> trying to light it up trying to light up the move here i mean it's a it's been a crazy <laughs> last three and a half hours am i right uh you know there's it's been a crazy 24 hours really i yeah. mean it's been just i mean i mean the last three hours have been you know crazy but it's really like how fluidly things have changed in the past 24 like it's wild yeah so i'm like i i'm i'm like there's is there a precedent like maybe maybe the spanish flu yeah the one that was in maybe and i don't remember i wasn't alive i mean it's like 1918 or whatever <laughs> i mean because i was totally alive then i i know no i was i mean, I, I know none of us were were alive for that but i mean like i just i can't think of anything like in my lifetime that that I can relate this to. No, it, this is this is really unprecedented. Um, you know, but just kind of quickly going over the ch chat here, looking about it. You know, forget forget this season. <laughs> Reverse Detroit AO saying, you know, Christine saying their I think their hearts weren't in it. Um, you know, thank you, uh, Steve, for saying give us a thumbs up. Appreciate it. Uh, Mason, uh, Burns, he's been playing so much that hitting like that would tire him more than he already is. You know, uh, I, I can't see Burnsy facing supplemental discipline. 
Mm-hmm. For what, being hot at the ref? Because that's the only thing that I could even think of, like, and even there, like, that's that's fine. You're allowed to get angry at the ref when 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 they give you a bad penalty. Yeah. So he also he 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 also doesn't have a his uh, history of um of you know needing discipline or getting in refs' faces. So I don't think there's going to be anything there. And Burns has been playing really really well recently. So. I, that would just be such a bummer if he ended up getting disciplined for something that, again, that I thought was a good play. It, it, it was nothing, yeah. It, it was com- it was completely something we've seen not called and, unfortunately, changed the momentum of this game, to be quite honest. Um, so that's what we have for the Sharks and the Blackhawks. Um, <laughs> but uh, earlier today... <laughs> I mean, uh, the the team, uh, the organization came out with a statement in regards to, you know, an update on events at SAP Center uh, in regards to what was going on. Uh, they've basically announced that the Sharks, or all, all events at, at SAP Center uh, are essentially going to be either canceled or played without fans. Um you know, it's again. This is unprecedented in anywhere. We, I mean, we know we've seen it in in Europe. We've seen it in Italy, where they're playing. You know, Italy Serie A without any any fans. Um, you know, so basically, what what are you looking at? Well, here's what you're looking at for uh, for some of these these events uh, for the Sharks. Uh, November, uh, March nineteenth. Uh, was was against Montreal, uh, the the twenty first, which was against Boston. That was the uprising jersey giveaway for those of you keeping up with the uh, with the uh, freebie giveaways on, on the on the night here. And of course, hockey is for everyone night on the 29th against the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, that's what what we were uh, what you're going to see at the moment. As for uh, unaffected or affected dates into into the evening, uh, along with the two Barracuda games that were on March 17th against the Eagles uh, and the Barracuda game on the 22nd against the Condors, so you have five games that uh, that will be played at the Shark Tank, but there will not be any fans in attendance um, for those games. Uh, and uh, you know, I, I'll come back to to the panel here, and, and Shalane, I'll start with you. I mean, obviously, this is unprecedented. Uh, you know, the the teams and and the leagues have taken some precautionary issues, uh, going with the uh, with you know trying to protect their players and management and staff. Um, I mean, your thoughts about 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 this it's just so amazing and we were kind of talking about this before we went on air just how much everything has changed within you know the last i mean even 24 hours let alone you Mm -hmm. know the last four hours as of yesterday it was there was possibly going to be limited media access trying to keep people out of the dressing rooms so that if someone's sick and when you know typically at this time of year this is typically when teams you know when the flu or the cold goes around and you see a lot of that and there's some precautionary measures but this is on such a whole different level just since the sharks game was going 
on, um, you know, the NBA suspended their season. And I have a good friend from college who covers the Utah Jazz, and she's still in quarantine right now, not knowing when she can leave. And this is something that unraveled while the Sharks were playing the Blackhawks. And, you know, I know the league, I keep checking my Twitter feed to see if the league has made any updated, um, you know, updated things. And to start off with, I thought it was so crazy, the idea of, you know, hockey being played in an empty arena, you know, being at the practice facility where it's smaller, you don't think of there being crowd noise, but SAP center, you have somewhere big like that, that's cavernous. Um, I thought, well, that, that, that's just going to be so bizarre, but I understood it from a standpoint of keeping fans safe. And, but then this, you know, this thing happened with the NBA and you look at it from an NHL standpoint, like that could happen to the NHL as well. It's just, it's just such a bizarre, I know the word unprecedented has been used a lot. If I had my thesaurus open, I'd yeah. probably use another word. Um, but it, it, it's just, it's as insane as it is and as much of a bummer as it would be. I do think that keeping everybody healthy, whether it be, whether it be players or the fans or the people that work with the teams, I think that's important. It is, it is incredibly unfortunate for part-time workers who work around via team or for media members who um, don't, you know, aren't, you know, making a salary covering via team who are freelancing. Like this is, you know, this is horrible. This would be absolutely horrible if they weren't able to work. Um, but it is a, it is a health issue. It's just kind of what it comes down to. Yeah. And for me, I think where I kind of turned on this, cause I think if you go maybe the last year of the show before I was on, I, probably sound like a jackass now um i think italy like like how badly it's affected italy and the mortality rate in italy compared to the infections and this is a country like this is a modern country like this is a modern western society um you know um so like obviously i trust the numbers that would come out of italy a little bit more than uh china or an iran or a north korea (laughs) Right. So, I mean, like, so I, I think that really kind of started changing my perspective on it. Because before I was just like, well, you know, if if you're in a high risk group, which I personally am in, then, you you know, you want to take measures to keep yourself safe. But I think at this point, um, with the, with how it's spread and with the numbers that are coming out of Italy, you, you have to do something. You have to act. And Italy really changed my mind on this on this whole thing, really. Yeah. And that's the thing is that they've virtually shut down the entire country um i know i i was just trying to look up any any other words you know extraordinary i guess we'll we'll go with from the thesaurus but i mean you know it, it's it's quite unprecedented i know columbus joined in the same situation with with uh the sharks on their announcement but shalina like you said as the sharks game was going you know Oklahoma and U- Utah were playing in the NBA tonight, and the, the game got well was delayed and then postponed because then we found out a Jazz player contracted coronavirus. And uh, it's funny. Well, it's not funny, but before we came on the show, like when because I knew I was on the show tonight, and one of the things that I was going to talk about before all this broke down was like it's only going to take one player to get sick yep. for it to be an absolute disaster because then as you're heading into the playoffs not only to quarantine that player, you have to quarantine anyone that's come in contact with them. So basically their team. And if that happened in, you know, it's before the playoffs, but if let's say that happened in round one of the playoffs, what do you do then? 
if you're the NHL. Like it's it's a really rough spot. Yeah, and it's it's uh, it's scary. And you know, we're getting some comments in here. You know, uh, looking at you know Christine saying, you know, hope your friend will be okay, Shalina from Christine. Uh, oh, thank you, Christine. You know, uh, it's it's crazy. You know, uh, you know James Abel saying, no way the NHL doesn't cancel the season. They look we will look like complete fools not to follow the NBA's lead. Face it, the season is over. I, I'm not sure if it's over uh, per se. I I would find here, here's the problem it, with with the NBA season. Depending on how long they postpone it for, the problem is it's if you postpone it and pick it up later. Let's say they wait a few a couple of months and then try to pick up the season. Now all those buildings are going to be booked for concerts and stuff, and it becomes a real logistical nightmare in order to reschedule things. So uh, it's postponed right now, but if they get too far in the weeds here, they're, they might not have a way to come back and put this back together again because of building schedules and such. That's incredibly true. Um, I know that I'm, um, I know just for San Francisco, since I live there, there are a lot of places that are, you know, concert halls and um, some of the big plays that are yeah. downtown. A lot of uh, shows are being uh, are giving fans a chance to you know, refund their tickets because you know, shows are canceled. Um, but to Ian's point, that'll be very interesting to see um, if if and it's probably going to happen if the NHL does decide to postpone the season, how far how far does it have to be postponed for? before you scrap it and say, okay, we, you know, there's no way to make all, make all of this up. Yeah. And that's the point is that you are, you're kind of in a tough spot where, where you still have about roughly what, 12 to 14 games left for each team. Do you just scrap it here? I mean, there are playoff races if you're going to continue this season on, you know, if it were like the last three games of the NHL season, like the, like the first, NHL strike at the end of the Sharks' first season in 1992. You know, you can kind of reschedule those within a week and then move on with the Stanley Cup playoffs. Here, it's a little trickier, and, and that's the same thing with the NBA, is, is that you have you have those dozen or so games left. You have teams jockeying for position. I mean, if you're a team like Florida, and I know this is completely opposite of being careful with our health and everything, but if you're a team like Florida who says, okay, wait a minute, if we don't play, we don't even get a chance to try to come back in and make a run. And and that's the tough part, you know? It's it's a fine line, and, and I get why the NBA, and the NBA canceled it. So, uh, But let me put up the statement that the league put out not too long ago, the National Hockey League is aware of the NBA's decision to, tonight to indefinitely suspend its season due to a player testing positive for the coronavirus. The NHL is continuing to consult with medical experts and is evaluating the options. We expect to have a further update tomorrow. So, uh, and it looks like Felix is providing a statement from the NHLPA. We are in continuous contact with the NHL regarding the coronavirus and the recent announcement by the NBA. Uh, these decisions will continue tomorrow morning. We will consult with players before commenting further. Uh, so, 
and for that yeah oh i was just gonna say and look it obviously they're gonna you know the friedman put out a statement just before we went online basically saying that there's gonna be you know a big a big conference call tomorrow with the league the pa the executive committee so i mean they're, they're probably i can't see them not following suit like i just i have a hard time imagining the nhl being like nope this is fine none of our guys are sick because the the thing with the end like the nba just shut down and, and there was a good tweet out there that basically just showed like how over the last two week period like how many teams like were in contact with the jazz and then how many teams so those teams were in contact with and when you consider that and you consider the fact that the NHL and the NBA share a lot of the same buildings, yeah. I, I don't under I yeah. don't know how you can just continue and say this is fine. Like, yeah, there's gonna be economic repercussions, obviously, for everyone, for the world. But uh, you know, at some point you have to put the safety of if and if you're not gonna put the safety of the fans first, you have to put your the safety of your, you know, of your players, your officials, you know, the people that you're responsible for. And if it can get Tom Hanks, it can get anybody. That's, yeah. Yes, that's important to know. And you know, Bay Area, you know, he has ties to this to the Bay Area. Yeah, a hockey fan too, for that matter. Even though if he roots for the Kings, should stay with the with the Sharks or Seals since he's got Bay Area roots. But you know, uh, that that being said, um, you know, have you guys heard anything James Abel saying that? The Penguins supposedly canceled their flight to Columbus for tomorrow's game. If that says anything, uh, I, I haven't think, seen that yet. I haven't seen yeah. anything of that yet. But you know, uh, thirty days. I mean, you know, and James making a good point here. How does this affect other things? Say you delay it thirty days. How does it change free agent dates, injuries to players who are going to be out for the playoffs? You know, like Jake Gensel. Oh. This delay would help. Yeah, yeah big time. I mean. It's almost like you're playing in the uh, in the national championship game for college football. You have like a 30 day uh, window for that. You know, um, yeah. that's an excellent question. It, it, there, there's so much we don't like. There's so much we just don't know. Such yeah. uncharted territory. It's just so bananas and so many things to be considered. And with how much has changed just over the last like four hours. Yeah. It's, it's so crazy yeah i mean there's so many hypotheticals i mean the only thing i can i can tell you for sure is that there's a couple things that are going to be really really interesting going forward and i think the salary cap numbers can be very interesting going forward um yeah. i think that if you look at and i got in trouble on twitter for this today but i don't care um if you look at like the players if 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 you let's say you shut down the season and you can't get it back started again the, the players are going to get killed in escrow this year. They will lose every last yeah. cent to escrow. And there was a lot of talk of next year with the salary cap, you know, possibly going higher because the players um, are getting paid a lot of money in sal in, in uh, signing bonuses next season because the that was the lockout proof season where guys really got up on their, you know, if they get absolutely destroyed by escrow, are they going to turn around and and do anything with the escalator? Like, it's crazy. Like, it's just how far this thing can just the ripples that this is going to have on everything. And that's just hockey. Forget the rest of the, you know, the important things. Yeah. And I would under and I would expect that even though if they do lose uh, or postpone or cancel some games, again, all speculation 
King. Right. We're, yeah. This is very fluid as we as we're on here, but you know the salary cap. I mean, I would think there's got to be some exception to that. Yes, they're probably going to lose some money if that was the case. Um, but I would also think at the same time that affects every team. So sure. Oh no, absolutely. And again, again, I'm not saying. And there's and there is more important things right now than losing money. Right. Like I like don't don't I I because I got in like that didn't get in trouble, but like it was like oh all you care about is teams losing money. I'm like no, I you know I tweet about hockey and this is a hockey thing and right. like no that, I've tweeted yeah. about hockey when a lot worse things have gone down. Right. Right. No. And I totally get that. Ian. That that's totally understandable because, you know, like James says, you know, doesn't free agency start July 1st? Well, if the season ends, you know, if they push out the season, say, 30 days or, or whatever the case may be. And they're playing know, until June 30th or right. whatever. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, the only precedent thing we have would be the 05, the, the 05, like the start of the 05, 06 season because of the lockout. And what they did there was basically the, I think what the wasn't the draft held them like August first or something uh, or July thirtieth. Really it was really late that year. Yeah, I so like exactly what it was. It was late that year. I the draft started, I think, July thirtieth. I think free agency started not too long after that. So you'd probably see something similar in that. Truncated. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was... Yeah, it was on July 30th that the NHL had their draft, uh, originally scheduled on June 25th for that 2005 draft, and they held it in a hotel. Yes, know, in Ottawa. And this year's it's supposed to be in Montreal. I'm sure they would probably, you know, bring it down and condense it down into a, another ballroom again, uh, in that sense. Uh, but yeah, you also have to worry. You have to worry about the draft. You have to worry about free agency. If you move, if you move things, those have to get moved as well. Um, it's it's unprecedented. I mean, again, we mentioned you know the lockout. We also mentioned the nineteen nineteen, you know, Stanley Cup final was canceled because of the Spanish flu. Uh, so, you know, it, it's it's either one way or the other. Like James, you're you're hitting on the head. You know, either the season is getting postponed thirty to sixty days, or next season is getting shortened one or the other. That is another option too. <laughs> but it is. You know, yeah, but you know, that's again, you know, going to affect hockey-related revenue, and CBA is looming too. I mean, th this oh, kind of puts they did they should shut down that they should just shut down the league so everyone get healthy and do the CBA at the same time, just do it over like conference call and save us all some pain, or or, or amend uh, some rules that they have in the current one. <laughs> they just let's if anything good that would be like. That would be perfect. You know, let everyone get healthy, do the CBA like over conference call so that no one has to interact with each other. And and then, uh, yeah, come back twice as strong. So many conference calls. All yes. of the conference calls. <laughs> conference calls and Slack are going to be so hot for the next month. Slack, Skype, Microsoft Crazy. Teams. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, I mean, hey, Silicon Valley, we, that's what we're known for right? that's mostly what i do anyways i do spend most of my time you know working remotely anyways so it does work but it is it but not having that contact with the people you're supposed to be interviewing on a regular basis is a little is a little bizarre yeah it's gonna 
you know, we, we, we don't know how it's going to play out, but it's, yeah. If it gets postponed, just there's a whole domino effect of things that could happen. Here's, Absolutely. Here's a question. Here's a question for you, Shalina. Sorry to fight, cut you off. I didn't mean mean to. Oh, no, nope, you were all good. Um, of course, we've seen the infamous glitter iPhone case. Yes. I, I mean, just to go from being so close in the locker room with players to to just kind of like being. I think I saw it with the Hurricanes. They had a podium and they had it roped off like a few feet away. I. Obviously, I don't think it 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 changes too much of of the interaction. But uh, what I mean, what kind of interaction would there be in a normal uh, NHL locker room? Well, in the locker room, in the dressing room, you're able to walk up, especially on a non-game day when there aren't a bunch of cameras around. You can kind of walk up to whoever you want to interview. Um, it's in with the podium. That's what they have during especially uh, during the uh, playoffs, especially once you get to the conference final, um, you almost have, you have very limited, you know, direct um, access to players. There's, you know, it's a lot of times they're, you know, they're on the podium and you're out, you're on the audience, you have the microphone, it's that whole thing. Um, When you're in the same room talking to somebody, whether you're right up next to them or back in the audience, that, that, there isn't as big of a difference there. The difference is when you're talking to people on the phone um, phone interviews and interviews in person are very different. That's where that's where things get a little bit different. For working remotely, um, you know, if you're on a conference call with an editor or with a you know or with or with a colleague, that's not all that different. But when you're trying to talk to the team, coaches, players, um, it, it that's where things get a little bit different. Very curious, especially me, but just because of the post game scrums. Just very curious as to, you know, I, I know the interaction face to face is is big, and I've noted. I remember that when I did the stadium series at Levi's, how just being up close up front and then going to, you know, it's a with a different setup and everything just kind of changes the mood a little bit. So, uh question for all of us from gf turner besides the inaugural season is this the worst season in sharks history all things considered no the second season was the worst one (laughs) second one was so much worse than the first the first we're just fucking happy to be there for a second season that was that was a tough one i think i think what makes this season so difficult is the fact that the expectations were so much higher i think coming off of uh you know conference final berth last season um you know and going six games and then losing to just a really good team um the expectations for this year were just much higher and um there was maybe like a little bit of a suspected dip just because of last season or well, last off season's changes to the roster um but i think that's what makes this season such a downer is that there wasn't just a slight dip over a couple of seasons they went from playing the blues in the western conference final last season to where they are right now yeah yeah i i didn't like i didn't look at this team like the start of the season i didn't look at it as a as a cup contender but i thought for sure they'd be in the playoffs i I thought easy in the playoffs easy yeah and and boy was i wrong (laughs) we all we all make mistakes and all make bad predictions trust me i know picking Minnesota and Winnipeg, you know, five years ago, you know, and I'm still such a fan of Minnie and Winnie. 
uh, of course. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, and honestly, eleven seventy one and two, losing seventy one games, and then the worst part, you don't get the number one overall pick that year. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, it's a little brutal, a yeah. little bit. Um, Christine, I miss that Sparkle phone. Oh, we all do. We, I'm I, on it right now. I am on it as we speak. All I'm all I'm gonna say is, if you're if you're looking for a great writer, a great representative to to talk hockey with, I mean, all of us, yes, but more more so than anything, Shalena is your girl. Go go get her. That sounded really bad, but you get the idea. We know what you're people. trying to say. Yes. I appreciate that, Eric. Thank that, 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 that. I appreciate yeah. that. Thank you. Uh, James Abel, another question. How are all those conditional trades that were made with picks based on a team making the playoffs or winning the cup work out? Are all of those trades invalidated? Um, I'd have to go back and look at the 205 draft again. I'm curious, you know, because... I remember, and correct me if I'm wrong, Vincent Domfu signed with, like, the Avalanche. And... The answer is in the 2005 draft. I don't remember. I know it was a weighted lottery, um, but I don't know if, like, if players... I, I got to figure out one, because I know there's obviously trades that happen. I just wonder if those trades happened that day on the floor or not, and that would be that's where your answer is. And I'm not 100% sure. That, that requires further research. Yeah. That's a very good question, though. That's an excellent Fantastic question. question. Yeah, I, I think we had something similar to that on on Twitter earlier, Ian. But, yeah, it's, it's one of those Yeah, I, I, looked, I have to look into it again because I, I thought that maybe that there's some stuff that carried over, but I need to look because there's a better – I have a better resource for, for trade tracking, and I need to figure out how many of those trades are made on the draft floor uh, on 05 and – at a quick glance, it looked like um, if you had traded your pick, that was it didn't it's like that draft just basically didn't happen. So that season didn't happen. So I guess the draft didn't happen. I'd have to go back and look. It's hard because I feel like before they went into that lockout, I did. I'm pretty sure they held a draft before yep. the lockout. Think... So all those picks like and that's why it gets tricky, right? Because it, because you would have like if you would have traded your pick, well, you would have drafted and then because I feel like we drafted and then we had like a World Cup and then lockout. Yep. Um, and that that world then the lockout started in like right before the season was supposed to start. So the World Cup was in like late August, wasn't it? Yeah, that year, I believe it was September, right before training camp was supposed to begin, and then like a few days later, the league locked out. Yeah, so I'd have to. the 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 answer is going to be, I don't know if that's going to be the exact answer, but looking at the O five draft and trying to figure out how many of those drafts have, like, oh, those trades happened on the floor, and if they all happened on the floor, then there would be a precedent that, um, you know, maybe they just didn't. If you had traded a pick, and maybe, maybe the O six draft too, like, see if uh, if those picks got maybe carried forward into the the season after, if you had like a you know, a pick that you traded for like is in 04, you traded no five pick. Maybe that became an 06 pick. I'm not sure. Um, and I don't know if I, I think the lockout's a good place to look to try and find precedent in these things because it's the closest thing we have. Let's be honest, um, depending on what happens with this season, uh, if it goes completely um, down the tube. Yeah. That's that's where your answer is, though, in, in my opinion, because I think they would do something similar 
Yeah. The 04 draft was the Ovechkin Malkin draft in Carolina. Correct. So they did have a draft in that one to, to correct you on, or to, to, uh, to uh, not correct, but, you know, fix that up there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's hard to say. Yeah. Uh, for example, the Penguins traded a 2021st for Zucker, but it becomes a 2021 first if they miss the playoffs. What happens if the season ends now? My guess, and this is weighted lottery based on standings as they are now. If they don't play, if let's say they they cancel the season, they don't play another game because pandemics don't end in a you know in a reasonable time frame. Usually, I don't think like if this if this thing is going the way it's going, I don't think it's going to be like well this is going to be fine in a month. <laughs> this will be fine, you know, population right. of millions of people in North America, like you got hundreds of millions in the states. You have almost forty million in Canada, like this isn't going to be fine in a month. <laughs> um, so I, I would, and again, guess weighted lottery based on the standings as they stand now, uh, going, uh, using the 05 lottery as the precedent. Yeah. And which I think they use like the average of the three previous seasons to get, get all the uh, percentage of the picks. Right. In that sense, um, yeah, JF say, wouldn't want to be Gary Bettman right now and figure all of this out. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a tough one for sure. Um, Shalina, there's no guidebook. There's no guidebook for him to look at to decide what the best decision is. And a lot of time, and I, a lot of fans are just not, gonna not like what decision he makes, no matter what decision it is. Absolutely. It's, yeah. Oof. Yeah, it's 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 really for for the league. It's a lose lose. They're gonna, regardless of what happens, they're gonna have people that are like, oh my god, this is so overblown, blah 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 blah, right. or you know, or they don't do anything, and then it's like, oh my god, the NBA like, canceled the season. What are you doing? Yeah. So yeah, they can't they can't they can't win. No, it's it's a damn if you do, damn if you don't, in that sense. Uh, Mason, a suspended season is not a canceled season. No. At some point, though, you would have to imagine that, like, again, and this is just me speculating, I have no crystal ball, but I just, I don't see this thing getting better in a month or a month and a half. Like, I, this, there's only one direction this thing can go. Okay, so to, to, to that question, no, suspended does not automatically equal canceled. But like, as Ian and I were saying a little bit earlier, if that suspension is that suspended time goes longer, then you get to that point where it's like, okay, is it better to just cancel the season? Do we want, you know, how, how, how far out do you go, you know, before you say, okay, we need to just cut this short. And yeah. I, I would almost look at it like, um, like if it's a player strike, you know, I, I, for those who are in baseball, yeah. you know, when they mm -hmm. went on strike, you know, you kind of like hope for, the things to happen and there's probably going to be a certain drop dead date where you know you can't get it and and that's the that's the thing you know and you know again because again here's here's the problem right again it's not just an issue of well just reschedule the games it's it's an it's a building availability issue especially when you it's not like the nba and again the nba and the nhl share a lot of the same buildings if so if you have both of them suspended for a certain amount of time you get into the summer summer usually concerts i mean you know, obviously look at concerts are obviously going to take a hit here too um but you're going to get to a point where 
it's going to be nearly impossible to reschedule these games to have a satisfying conclusion to the season. And if you're getting into July, you know, do you really want to do a month of playoffs and then have a month off and then come back and, you know, September for training camp, October, start the season? It's, you know, it's... And then there are already talks about, you know, should the season be shortened? Is it too long? Are players, you know, is the schedule taking toll on players? And then you get into that discussion. Yeah, it's... Which was already a thing. We could it's, go on forever, you guys. Yeah, I mean, like, it, yeah, we could we it's, could it's, hypothesize for a long time. It's only 8.30. I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I take it back. For Ian, since it's 11.30 out, out oh, in his part of uh, the Great White North there. So, you know, it's... It remains to be seen uh, to what's going to happen. So stay tuned. Uh, if you're on Twitter, we will do our best to make sure that everything gets uh, forwarded to you on on the Teal Town USA account. Of course, follow Shalena Goldman on the Twitter as well to make it on that sense. Um, you know, this is probably one of the unique, the most unique Teal Town After Darks we've ever had. Um <laughs> You know, and uh, oh boy, <laughs> you know, you kind of just take a deep breath and, and you 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 hope to uh, you hope for the best and uh, and hope for the best plan for the worst. I mean, that's yeah. really all you can do in situations exactly. like this. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I, I mean, there there are games being played right now. And it I know. Just weird. I'm checking my feed, and there's still like the ducks are playing right now. It's it's insane. You know, and oh, craziness. I mean, Winnipeg and Edmonton tied at two in the second period. St. Louis. This is the makeup game for what happened with when uh, Jay Bomeister collapsed on the bench. Right. Uh, right. The Blues lead two one. Uh, and I love what the Ducks are doing. They're donating, you know, some of their merchandise. They're like the discount of the sales. Uh, to uh, uh, to I think it was like the University of California Irvine Health, who took care of him. Uh, updated. I'm sorry. Now now it updated. Thank you NHL.com for making me look like an idiot. Uh, Winnipeg wins four to two. St. Louis leads the Ducks three to two late in the second. Colorado's up to one on the Avalanche. Uh, Ottawa and the Kings are tied at one. Of course, we told you about the Sharks and. And the uh, Blackhawks on that one. So, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, next Saturday's UFC fight is going to be canceled in London. My girlfriend's son is out in in London right now. He's trying to he's trying to figure out if because he's supposed to come home on St. Patrick's Day. He's trying to figure out if he needs to get on the plane now before the UK is not allowed to fly to the US. Or whatnot. So, I would get home if I was anywhere. I would get home. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I <laughs> like friends, I just at this point. I have friends that are in a wedding that are at a wedding in India, and they left Oof. last week. And I remember seeing that and being like, "Oh my hey, god, guys. <laughs> that's great, it's awesome." Oh my Ooh. god. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh my yeah. Goodness. True story. Oh my Ooh. goodness. Christine saying, "If the season is canceled, I hope you have another show." We will be on some point. Uh, we we, wow. we, we got to speculate about. We got to speculate endlessly of what comes yeah. next. What else are we gonna do? Yeah, I yeah. Mean, we have other things to figure out. 
Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing. We we there's gonna be salary cap speculation. It's gonna be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> All that. So excited. Yeah, it's the other. The I mean, it's all going to be all over the place. So we'll be connected to you in whenever form possible uh, for uh, for that uh, Olympics. A decision should be made in the May. Yeah, Uh, you want to go to Tokyo in July? I I don't know. You know, Burj F, eighteen lights. Let's make this go viral. Hey. Well, let's not make this go viral. That's a terrible Ooh, expression right uh, now. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and here Awkward. come the pretzels. I don't blame <sighs> you. Yeah. Hey, Chris, she travels all over the place. Chris, good evening to you, sir. Uh, I've been officially grounded no flying until April. And he's usually flies all over the world. So you know, I, I totally get that. Uh, so uh, with that, let's... Uh, I guess we'll we'll wrap things up. Um, Shalina, better connection, yay! <laughs> uh, and we appreciate <laughs> we appreciate everything. Uh, also, you got some kudos for the Led Zeppelin poster in the in the background. Which uh, one? Which one can you guys see? I've got like three of them. And I have the Janis Joplin over my shoulder as well. Nice. <laughs> All sorts of stuff. So. Um, so with that, your final thoughts and where the people can find you. Uh, you can find me on the tweet machine. Uh, drop by and say hi. I'm always down to talk and answer your questions. Um, I like hockey, but we can also talk about other things. As long as you there don't you like the storm. Absolutely. So <laughs> we appreciate it. She's at Shalina Goldman. Uh, Ian, your final thoughts and where the people can find you. Um, I, I mean, stay safe, wash your hands, do all the things that you would normally do. Don't be, you know, don't, don't, don't be crazy. Just be thoughtful. Just, you know, treat other people good and don't panic, but don't not be, you know, don't, don't take this too. Don't, don't go crazy, but don't, you know, don't under prepare for this either. Do, do smart things. Be smart. Stay healthy. That's what I'm going to do. It sounds like a great idea. My it friend. sounds like a Sesame Street PSA, you guys. Yes. Yeah. Like a Sesame Street dad. Stay healthy. Stay healthy. Smart. Do smart. Do smart things. Don't don't go crazy. <laughs> Just do smart things. Do things that you would normally do and I love it. You know, and we'll get through this. We always do. I love it. Hashtag teal together. Uh he's at like Ian Vlogs Hockey. I'm yes. at Puckguy fourteen on the Twitter and the Instagram. And, and I will continue to tweet about hockey, and if because I've tweeted about hockey during all kinds of silly things. Well, oh, my dog's angry. Uh oh. <laughs> the angry Canadian dog has has the come angry into, Canadian dog into the studio in, in Ontario, Canada. Uh, I'm at Puckguy14 on the Twitter and the Instagram. We are, and I can't believe I'm saying this. We are scheduled to be with you Friday as the uh, San Jose Sharks continue this road trip as they. Uh, Get ready to head out on an airplane and take on the St. Louis Blues. That's a 5 p.m. start. They also go to Dallas the next night at 6 p.m. in Dallas. So there's a back-to-back situation. Uh, If we hear anything, of course, we will bring it to you on tealtownusa.com. We appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, We love hockey as much as you do. And don't worry, we'll get through these rough stretches together and... uh, hopefully celebrate one day who knows when that one day will be but 
you know, let's hope it happens soon. So, uh, but uh, Joshua Zog, Mystery Coverage, Shalina. Uh, Thank you, Josh. You know, <laughs> Christine's like, what the hell, Puck Guy? We have nothing, <laughs> anything else to do. Okay. Social media in moderation. Yeah. Uh, okay. I guess I have to come up. I have to come up with some uh, sharks Jeopardy and Teal Town that, match game. <laughs> that oh, is gosh. my other advice for the evening: is is social media in moderation right now. God. Yeah. So with that, we'll leave with you. We will see you hopefully on Friday against the uh, St. Louis Blues, and uh, we'll enjoy you then. Uh, the conversation continues now on our Discord. Of course, subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on the social media. And until then, keep it real, keep it teal, keep it real teal. Have a great night, everyone. We will see you very soon. We'll, we'll just leave it at that. Good night, everyone. <laughs>